Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. I'm Ed Sluga. You know, my colleague at PG Growth, Catherine Blake, and I speak to organizations across the country almost every single day. And what we've been finding is a renewed interest in planned giving, something that we believe has started with the pandemic and the ways we raised money over the course of that time with events and other annual fund activities being, in some cases, decimated across uh, the country, across the world. So leaning into planned giving and other kinds of interpersonal gifts of that kind became really, really important. And the other part of this, which Catherine always reminds me of, is the renewed sense of this great transfer of wealth that should be coming. And in fact, uh, happens as one generation always uh, begins to uh, move on various ways, uh, distributing their assets uh, to the next generation. And that transfer of wealth happens again and again and again. And what Catherine says is you as an organization, has to get involved in this planned giving um, trend, this planned giving programming, because if you do not, firstly, that transfer of wealth is going to happen. And secondly, gifts to charities will be made by donors, but they won't be made to your organization. So some profound gifts are coming. Are you ready for that? All of that reminded me of a series of talks I had with our senior counsel, Ken Ramsey. For many, Ken Ramsey is one of the quintessential leaders of planned giving in Canada, helped to develop it as a sector, helped to develop the CAGP, helped to develop a lot of the thinking that we use today as norms in the planned giving world. Ken and I spoke a little while ago about planned giving and what he called the golden age of planned giving that he believed we were entering into. This was about five years ago. I think that what's happened is that trend that he spotted at that point was accelerated through the pandemic. And now more organizations across the country are readying themselves for what Catherine Blake often refers to as that transition or that transfer of wealth. So this is a interesting conversation from our archives. It's a couple of different uh, sessions that I had with Ken. I hope you find them interesting, and I think they will ready you and your organization to be on the forefront of this transition of wealth from one generation to another. Enjoy. So Ken, you know, I've heard you say a number of times recently that we're entering into what you've called a golden age of planned giving, and I'm intrigued by that. And I was wondering if you might explain a little bit about what you mean by that notion. Yeah, thanks, Ed. It's uh, I'm a little a little hesitant because I've said it before. <laughs> I think I said it in the late '90s too, uh, and at that time there was there was a lot of growth in plant giving in Canada. However, it's in many ways it plateaued. 
and and and, and really I didn't haven't seen uh, real spurts since. Um, I believe though that there's there's certainly indicators now that uh, that cause me to say it again, and and this time I think it's it's uh, it's for real. Uh, in part, in the simplest explanation, I believe, is that it's the only area of growth left in philanthropy. And, uh, and that's well established now. In all the kind of traditional uh, uh, forms of philanthropy, we're bumping our heads. But I, and again, to your point, um, the, the, it has been many times that we've heard this stated. Yeah. And so the question again is, you know, why now? And that's exactly. I believe now the impetus is is coming from a new place. Uh, the impetus previously came from the profession, and uh, but uh, like like serving any market, it ultimately has to come from the market itself. So the indicators that I'm seeing now is things like boards of fairly substantial institutions focusing now and saying, okay, this is our growth area. And when it comes from that source, um, then, uh, then things start to happen. So the, 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 the reason, the growth potential has always been there. We bumped our heads, though, because we weren't resourced. I mean, CAGP has done these surveys, and they, found, they find out that Almost nobody in the country works full-time on plan giving. Only a handful. It's surprising. Lots of people are in plan, you know, have responsibilities, but it's one quarter of their jobs or something like that. Uh, so it wasn't resource. And uh, the, what the difference now is it's, it's starting to be resource. And when that happens, it'll happen, right? Because it, it is a, also this same, this similar, this phenomenon, I guess, in the last five years, and I speak to a lot of organizations, and I hear regularly, ooh, the state revenue has saved our bacon this, this year. You've yeah. probably heard that, too. Of course. And, and all of a sudden, that was major hospitals. I, I happened to speak to about three vice presidents in the course of two weeks a couple of years ago, and in each case, they said, wow. The, the bequest, mostly bequest revenue, saved our saved our, uh, uh. our our targets this year, and now boards are paying attention. And then they're asking this question: Okay, we've hardly resourced this area, and we're getting two, three, four, five million dollars a year. What if we resourced it, right? Yeah. So when that the difference in saying golden age now, I believe, is that uh, it's being resourced. And all of a sudden, this phenomenon that's un I've never heard before is boards are saying, and they're establishing goals. We want to raise $100 million in plan gift expectancy in five years. I've never heard that. And now I'm, I'm hearing it from multiple organizations uh, in different variations. Uh, but all of a sudden, then you look at it like a business, right? And, and boards are good at that. That's what boards are comprised of, good business people generally and, and others. But, um, you know, so now I've always said the business case for plan giving is a fantastic business case, uh, except that 
it's deferred revenue, yeah. <laughs> which is you know the big yes. the big challenge. But that's just a, a calculation. Absolutely. Right? So uh, I think it's a combination. I think bumping your heads in in annual fundraising, major gift fundraising. And there's exceptions. There's wonderful stories out there, but there's lots of of good information to say it's getting tougher and tougher. Here's an area with growth potential. We've always known that. I got the research to prove it. Now it's being resourced. So now I'm sitting here and saying this is the golden age. Thank you. previous podcasts, we've talked about the golden age of planned giving. We're talking about the new methodology or a new kind of approach, which would be the planned giving campaign. But how does the planned giving campaign, which is hoping to take care or take uh, advantage of the mm -hmm. golden age of planned giving, how does that campaign thought process work with traditional planned giving programs that are already established? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the simple answer is you ramp everything up, but it's not that simple. Uh, it's surprising that uh, the, the the if you look at it uh, as as a, a set goal, and that's what a campaign does. It, it 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 puts a goal. It puts parameters around what you're doing. Then then all of a sudden you you start to think of it differently. For instance, you're going to have to do an audit of your system. Are you ready? Because th this isn't. A lot of people think it's easy. And by that, I mean uh, volunteers. Oh, plan giving. You know, it just comes in. Uh, but if you want to put that into a, a defined period of time, you're going to have to take significant concrete steps. You have to find out what you've got. Are you, it's really, are you ready? Like, I have clients, and I say, okay, what if, what if you get, we use a marketing technique, for instance, and you get 100 responses. There's one of you. What are you going to do? There's got to be a fear factor there for those people <laughs> who are currently running planned giving programs. Right. Uh, who, you know, because we, if we open up that can, if we, yeah. PG Growth, for example, yeah. were to go in and do that kind of an audit review, mm -hmm. there might be some yeah. serious questions. And, and we've got to get over that fear. That's right. And, and that's planning. You don't go into a capital campaign with extensive planning. Who's going to do what? You ramp up. The... the that's a good parallel, the capital campaign. So you do the audit. You have to develop the rationale for support. It's the plan giving case for support. You know, we don't think of it in that terms. You, by the way, you should go out and test that. The same way we test the, the, the case for support for capital or major gift campaign. You, you need to look at, you have to look at your database. You have to dig deep into your database because it's, it's a treasure trove of information. You have to then then you get new targets. You also have to use mark, multi-channel marketing. But you can't afford, you can't afford, you, the significant people, you need face-to-face -face solicitation. The same as a capital campaign. Uh, oh, by the way, you're going to have to train some people to, to be able to do that, because not a lot of people can do that uh, in our in Canada. Uh, so you ha and But you can't go to everyone. So you're going to need different levels of marketing and you're going to have to resource those. The other part is you're going to have to count. You have to look. You have to. Rep there's a whole reporting side to this that we're not. Uh, we don't get into because if it's, you know, one person quietly doing plan giving in the corner, there it doesn't matter. As soon as you you resource and you put 
Um, the, the results in front of a board, they vote to do a campaign. They want to know monthly, how's it doing, what's happening. So when the spotlight goes on, it, it's going to have to change the way we, we, we uh, do our business. We need counsel. All right, the same way we do for major gift for capital gift, because uh, and we need because we need to bring in expertise in various ways at various times. So, uh, it, you know, to build the successful campaign, you have to and you can't shortcut it. And, you know, that's we have to learn that uh, because we don't talk in these terms. We don't, uh, but we will. Yeah, if I can, if I can bring it, sort of, you know together, you know, the, these three themes that we've talked about over the last three podcasts, it would be the opportunity that's available that's coming up with this golden age. Uh, that, you know, it, it's going to be people who have got the courage and, and, and the, the vision to grasp that golden age and do some of the things yeah. that we've talked about that are going to ultimately benefit their organizations as this golden age kind of unfolds. Yeah, yeah. two factors. Uh, one is uh, we, we know how to do it now. We do know how to do it. So that's one factor. The other is the competitive environment. And by that I mean everyone's asking. Uh, I, I just did a focus group uh, recently and someone said, oh, I've been asked by three organizations. Uh, so the, the competitive environment is really upped and, and organizations realize that. So it's there's urgency, if you will, which means the campaign, which really puts all the resources now to get you to your goal, is, is, the, is really the best way to do it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the PG Growth Plan Giving Podcast. For more episodes of our podcast, please go to pggrowth.com or you can find us on your favorite app related to podcasts or look for us on iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. Until next time, thanks for joining me. I'm Ed Slugan.